Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. Today I'm looking at what I've titled Free to Fear. Free to Fear. Really? I thought the Bible says we shall fear no evil. I thought the Bible said the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I thought the Bible said do not fear those who can kill the flesh but not your soul. I thought the Bible 365 times has said, do not fear, for I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So why, Pastor, do you say free to fear? Free to fear. Let's open our Bibles to Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12. And I'd like to read the last two verses of chapter 12, which is verse 13 and 14. Now all has been heard. Here is a conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. The title, Free to Fear, by that, I am implying that the only place where fear is permitted is the fear of God. The fear of God. When we fear God, every other fear is cancelled when we fear God. We have the fear of death as paramount nobody wants to die not even the christian but we want to go to heaven we cannot go to heaven and see jesus without first dying yet i ask myself the question do i truly believe what i say i believe if i truly believe why am i afraid the fear of death. Why are you, are we, afraid of dying? There's the fear of sicknesses and diseases. There's the fear of lack. When Jesus has said already, do not worry about what you eat and what you wear. It's the pagans who chase after those things. But we fear everything. The fear of tomorrow. The fear of what our children will become. The for young people, the fear of what the future holds for us. So many fears. The fear of aging. We want to grow, but we don't want to age. So, all manner of fears. The fear of taking a vehicle. The fear of darkness. The fear of drinking water. The fear. So, fear. And God who created his world knows this. And he said, do not be afraid. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom I say, what shall I fear? 
the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom, of what shall I be afraid? And yet we are afraid. The reason is that we have not come to where we know God and we fear God. Because when we fear God, if we fear God, it will rule out every other fear. And so Solomon, the teacher of Ecclesiastes, as well as songs of Solomon and Proverbs and some portions of the Psalms, taught so many things in Ecclesiastes. And like a good teacher, he now tell, tells us the end of the matter. Every good teacher will teach you many subjects. If it's one subject they are teaching, there are different subjects in that one subject that they will be treating. And a good teacher wants you to do well. Because when you go to the exams, the invigilator will be there, but the lecturer will not be there. And more than the invigilator, there's the examiner who will mark the paper. All of our papers that we are writing shall be marked. And the judge will give the final verdict. How did we do in the exams? Did we get zero? Or at least did we try to get 90? Up to 100. Are we A-plus students? And so the teacher is telling us that I have taught you, but zero in on this one thing. This one thing, if you get it right, it's almost as though everything you have written doesn't matter. This one thing carries your 100%. Fear God. Keep his commandments. So what is the fear of God? We like to say that the fear of God is not terror. I like to tell you that it also is terror because one day, according to the scriptures under consideration, the writer says, the reason we should fear God is that he will bring everything to judgment. He is also a judge. He loves us. And I want you to know today that if no one has told you they love you, if you don't understand what it means to be loved, if you want to experience love, love is not on the street corner. Love is not from your spouse. He will love you. She will love you. But the best ultimate of love is the love of God. God doesn't love you when you do something right. He loves you as a sinner. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That anyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal. God loves you just as you are. It is when you receive his love that you aspire to respond to that love by obeying him. But he's not expecting you to first obey him before he loves you, just as you are. And so, there's the judgment side of God. He will love you until the end. We see that on the cross when two thieves hung side by side of Jesus Christ. He did not condemn them. One of them was judging Jesus. 
And Jesus was, I believe, he was yearning and longing and praying. Just reach out. Just say yes to my love. One did not, but one said, this man is a sinless man. Will you please remember me when you go to your paradise? And Jesus said today. It shows us that to the last breath, God will love you. But when you reject his love, lack of the fear of God is rejection of God and his love. Then the terror side of God will manifest when after here you will see him. That is why we need to understand that the fear of God is reverential. It is respect for God. This is what the fear of God is. It is you reverence God, you honor God, you respect God, but you are also aware that one day he will judge all our deeds, good and evil. The Bible says so. That's what I'm saying. So the fear of God is giving reverence, is honoring God, is respecting God, but it's also being aware that there's the terror side of judgment that God brings to those who don't fear him. In what ways do you need to exhibit the fear of God? What would be the sign that you, me, we are people who fear God? Number one, a sign that you fear God, number one, is humility. Walking humbly before the Lord. Proverbs 22 and verse 4. Walking humbly. There's this hypocritical way of humility. We think somebody is humble when they talk soft and they bow. No. Humility. It's a thing of the heart that you hate pride, you hate arrogance. You will see humility in Christ Jesus all of our scriptures, but I like to allude to Philippians chapter 2. God, though he was, he did not consider equality with God something he should grasp. He is not fighting to be seen. All of you, don't you see that I am God? In the Garden of Eden, he had the opportunity. He said, I could call down legends. All these people who came with their swords, Peter, put away your sword. If I want somebody to fight my battle, Peter is not you. I could call angels in their thousands and they will come. Right now, don't fight for me because I choose to lay down my life. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it. It is a sign of humility. You are somebody, but you are not making yourself braggadocious. You are not letting the world know, did you see me pass by? But you pass by like you have not passed. And you are not just meowing, but you walk chest out. But you are confidently saying, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Living life on every count like Jesus. What is rightfully yours? For the sake of peace, as we read scriptures today, for the sake of peace, if somebody takes your, 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 your top, your blouse, Bible says, give him your sleeves. Give her your kaba. Give her your jacket. Give him your, your suit. 
If they came to steal from you and you find them, bless them. Bible says, bless you. A sign of humility. It does not conform to the natural way of doing things. When you read that, how do you feel? If you feel like, no, there's something wrong with Jesus' mind, it means that you are far away from humility. But humility is, let it just go. They insulted me. You want to insult back? Oh. David wrote that and it was said about Jesus. They insulted you, but I think Peter is the one who said it. They insulted Jesus, but he did not insult back. Humility. Are you humble? You can be humble. The Lord himself is our helper. Oh, of course, yes. People do things. They, it hurts. The things people do, the things we do to other people, don't think it's people. It is the devil instigating us to do things. One day, the devil instigated David to go and count the Israelites. So, he didn't know that is the devil. We have the privilege to be reading it. You can be instigated. It was Satan who instigated Peter, for instance, to say that, no, 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 Peter, uh, Jesus, you are not going to die. Messiah does not die. Jesus is the one who knew that that was Satan speaking through Peter. And many times, Satan might speak through me. And the Holy Spirit will be saying, no, 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 don't say that, don't say that. I said it already. What do I do, Lord? Please forgive me. It's a sign of humility. Proverbs 22, verse 4. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages, the wages of humility, are riches, honor, and life. Number two, how you exhibit the fear of God. Number two, by putting your tongue under control. Putting your tongue under control. What is that? If you are not humble, they told you you will tell back. If you are not humble, it's easy for you to talk about somebody else. Gossip. If you are not humble, you spite people and you say so. You don't care how they feel because words are like knife. They cut and they hurt. And when a word goes forth that hurts somebody, you cannot take it back. The pain is there. Especially if that person does not know how to deal with it. To lift it up before God and say, oh, see how they wounded me. Will you please take my wound and heal me? That I will not remember. I will not remember. In your school, somebody will say something to you. I, I believe I shared two or three times in this church when I was much, much younger. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... Two, three, I don't know. I wouldn't remember, but I was a small girl. And my parents took us to go and visit my uncle who had three wives. And the senior wife, for some reason, just hated me. They had so many children. And she was an angry woman because she happened to be the first one and otherwise were being married. So now I grew up, I didn't know she was an angry But looking back, she was just a bitter woman. Who could take it on anyone? And I happened to be the first child to call my uncle, uncle. And so he was just this so proud and loved me. And the woman waited always for my uncle to leave the house, who was a very busy man, combing all the nation. Very busy. And any time the uncle left, the woman was sure to give it to me. And her favorite insult was that I am very ugly. Very, very ugly. 
And then she will begin to, for a child, for a child. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong, but there was this hatred. Maybe four or five, I don't know. There was this hatred. And she will address me. Very ugly. Your teeth are like, she will give a description of, I don't know what is bow in, in English. I don't, I don't even know what is bow in Ada. Uh, the different seasons. So your teeth is like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's hamatan corn or something. <laughs> and, and your legs are like elephantiasis. Oh, amazing. Words. So for somebody that I am, temp by temperament, I'm a choleric. I don't know anything like this. I know large. I know big. But suddenly, I was growing up, and I didn't want to go to anyone. I didn't want to smile. I, I, no, I, my teeth are ugly. My legs are ugly. Everything is ugly. That is what I was told. See how worse can hurt. And you do that to your children, and we do that to one another. When you speak a word in secret to somebody, about somebody in secret, about somebody, you look them a certain way, and your mind says something. You have sent out a bullet, a wound. It's spiritual. That is why we should be fast in retrieving. Oh, did I say that to you? I am sorry. Please forgive me. That Satan cannot handle. A sign of the fear of God is that you put your tongue under control. You don't just speak any howling. And when you are speaking, you are sure to be speaking words of encouragement, words of hope, words of life, words of healing. Words, tell your neighbor, your Christian friend, they are going through something. That is not the time to say, or oh, maybe they have sinned. That is not the time to say, hmm, he deserves it. Nobody deserves nothing. Like you shouldn't be calling yourself a Christian. Do you know what we all deserve? We deserve damnation. Your righteousness before God, the Bible says, is like filthy wrath. But God didn't say they deserve, they deserve it. God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God says, today you may be going through something, but tomorrow will be better. The plans I have for you are to do you good and not evil. Do you deserve good? No. But he loves you so much that he is only always speaking good concerning your life. Hallelujah. Psalm 34 verse 11. Come, my children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see so many good days, keep your tongue from evil. And your leaves from telling lies. How many lies have you said about somebody? Somebody said the thing to you. You don't know it, but you told it to another person. Spreading lies. But the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sin. Love. If you love somebody and somebody tells you something about them, you don't know. And even if it's true, your best thing is to find blankets in the spiritual realm. That is prayer. And begin to cover them up. Not to expose them. Not to repeat what somebody told you to another one. God said that is the fear of God. You know why it's the fear of God? Because when you heard that something, the flesh somehow wants you to tell it. You know why we want to tell it? Because we are not humble. We want people to know we also know something. Do you know what I heard? 
They didn't hear it first. You are the first to hear it. That means you are the most popular person in town. So you want to tell what you heard. No, don't tell what you heard. God said, if you are not telling what you heard, it's a sign of humility. <laughs> Hallelujah. I learned that a lot. I learned it from my mom. And now God has given me a husband that I learned that a lot from. The thing is so obvious, but he has no version. No translation. Shut your mouth up. It's a sign that you fear God. Because the thing that you think you know, you don't know. I always tell my husband, I don't know you, you don't know me. It is by grace. Never assume that you even know your spouse. And for those of you who have families, you never know what is in your son's mind, in your daughter's mind. They are going through a lot. They cannot even explain it to you. Don't judge them. Don't pass judgment and begin to condemn by the words you speak. God said it's a sign of the fear of God. i like to continue. I wish to be on one of you. Give me as examples. Not me. I am sitting there and I am hearing. Free to fear. Fear God only. Number three, a sign, an indication that you fear God is that you delight in his word. You are glad when you hear his word. You get excited about the word of God. And I think the teacher said it. The teacher said it. This is what the teacher said. He said the conclusion of the matter is this. Fear God and keep his commandments. How do you keep something you don't like? Some, something you don't like, you throw away, isn't it? If you don't like the thing, you toss it off. That is why we take rubbish out of our houses. You don't like it, you toss it off. But when you delight in the word of God, when you read the word, you study the word, you hear the word, it gives you excitement. You hear the word. Something about me that amazes me is when I hear the word. There's this awe that comes upon me. Like this morning as we were listening to the word and I closed my mind. The reading was so good. Let's put our hands together for the readers. <laughs> Tears were rolling down. God, did you say that? The warnings the encouragements, the directions. That is your word. And when you hear me cry, it's because I'm awed. That God loves me so much that he should write me love letters. Giving me guidance. Giving me hope. Giving you hope. Why wouldn't you delight yourself in this? It's a sign that you fear God. It's not that you go to church or you hear the word taught or you study the word yourself or you read the word yourself. You finish it. I'll see you next time I pick up the Bible. But something happens in your heart. Something happens. Isn't it the case that when, when a young person, two young people, something is happening when they set an eye. I think the day before I heard it, two, three days before, I don't know when, but a gentleman was, wrote a book and was telling his story, how him and his wife met. And they said they met in class too. Don't take your children for granted. He said they met in class too. He said when the lady entered the class immediately, he was like, whoa. You are still giving them feeding bottle. They've gone ahead of you. I don't want to go there. 
<laughs> that is for single smithing. But however, they have married 47 years from class two. They had class two relationship. And then they got to where they knew it's now about, whoa, you are the woman of my heart. Do you say yes, yes? And they married. 47 years they are there. So isn't it the case that when two people are in love, there's this delight. I, I want to see you. A friend of ours says he knew about someone who could walk from, I think, Koforidu all the way to the north because he was in love. Where wouldn't you go to? And why do you treat the word of God like nothing? Are you delighted? Are you happy? Is it sweet to you? David said it's as sweet as honey. Is the word of God sweet to you? The numbers and the names are all spiritual. And you are hearing it and you are so bored. You say, rather give me telenovela. There's no life in it. And we were excited to go and sit before the television and be hearing words that will only endure to death. Somebody's vision is replacing your vision. But somehow the devil is pulling you to sit behind the television. And you are so excited. But delight yourself in the word of God. Psalm 112, Psalm 112 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Who find great delight in the commands of God. Church, let there be an awakening. This church, I just know that this church is growing. I don't care how it looks like. I, no, I don't. No, no, I just don't care. I don't care if there are two people seated here today. As long as we stay in the word. One of the pillars of this church is the word. The word. And every pillar God gave us, as long as we are going according to that pillar, we are not going to mushroom. We are a church that is having deep roots. That can never. Did you hear the Bible says that the one who builds on the rock, the same situation will come to the one who built on the sand. The same situation. There will be rain, there will be storm, there will be everything. The one on the rock. This church shall stand until Christ Jesus comes. I declare this church shall stand until the coming of our Lord. This church is standing. I don't care whether you believe it or not. If you stay or you go, you will see this church standing and thriving. This church will stand and thrive. And if I were you, this is the church you must belong to. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.